Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Rouse, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. And I want you to know that right now, it is dark outside, it is late at night, and I am literally in a closet underneath the stairs in my house recording this. Not like a figurative closet, but like an actual closet recording this. And, you know, we are living in a season right now in nature where the night comes sooner and sooner. So the days get shorter, the nights get longer. And in a way, that can almost seem like a representation, I guess, of what's going on in the world around us right now. We feel sometimes, and when I say we, I mean like the entire world together, I think, feels and has felt like this year that we are just walking down a long tunnel together and waiting for there to be a little bit of light at the end of it and perhaps the COVID vaccinations are some of that, that first glimpse of light. Who knows? We don't know. Depending on people's various political views, they may feel like some light has started to shine or they may feel like we're plunging into more darkness. And I want, though, to to um, think about for a few minutes with you some scripture from the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, I know that last week I, I spent some time in Matthew's Gospel and I want to return to it this week. And I want to look at some things that are happening in the Advent narrative um, at night of all times, it seems. And... Um, the reason that I am actually sitting in this closet underneath the stairs in my house in the middle of the night recording this is because, in a way, I feel like darkness has kind of been falling all around me in different shadows and, and ways. Um, I've got a number of people who I am, am close with. Um, is I've mentioned before, I'm a pastor, and I've got a lot of people in my congregation and, and church staff who are right now um, dealing with COVID in a very real way and have been getting sick over the last few days. So in just all of this crazy time, I, I want us to just take a few minutes, um, even in, in the scatteredness of my own life right now, to just read through a few passages of Scripture from the Gospel of Matthew and stop along the way and think about what do we do as we are seeking peace when the nights get longer. So join with me um, for a few minutes as we walk through some Scripture and reflection and prayer together. This is pneumaturgical.
I want to start out by reading some in Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. I want to make the first of three stops this evening on a journey with Joseph. I've always been fascinated by him. Because we we really know so little about him from Scripture. He fulfills this really important role, and yet we we don't know a lot. He he's he's important but mysterious in a way. But it's interesting what we are told about him and his situation. And of course. In this time when the nights are getting longer, I've wondered often how long was the night that Joseph sat up trying to think about how he would relate to Mary, who was now found with child um, before they had come together. Did he agonize in a dark room late into the night thinking about how to how to break this news to Mary, who was herself just a young child in so many ways, you know, how would he let her down gently? How would he be able to somehow not make her a public disgrace? I mean, think about how many hours maybe he might have sat up late into the night, just with all that weighing on him. And then, interestingly, it's in the night, in a dream, that the Lord, or the angel of the Lord, excuse me, comes to Joseph. And we have this super brief um, conversation that the angel has. But have you ever had one of those dreams where it, it seemed like it was very short, but you woke up and and you had been asleep the whole night. You know, what was that night like for, for Joseph? How long was it? Did he wake up 
from this dream, still in the dark, and and try to he was tr- maybe trying to figure out what what was going on and and take it all in. And of course, Joseph plays such a pivotal role in fulfilling what the Lord had said through the prophet about the virgin being with child. Because once Joseph woke up, he does what the angel of the Lord commands, and he does not have union with Mary until she gives birth to the son, to a son. And of course, he gave him the name Jesus as the angel had said to him. So how long was that night, you think, for Joseph? Did he wrestle with what God was saying to him as he tried to make peace with with this situation that was unfolding with, with Mary and himself and their child? I want to go in our second stop with Joseph, a little bit later in Matthew chapter 2. And this is after the visit of the Magi. And it says in Matthew 2.13, After the Magi had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Last week, I I spent some time in this particular uh, passage and and some of the events occurring. And I want to revisit it because I want to think about this particular night that Joseph receives this dream again. And it's a dream of warning. It's a dream of trouble. And... Joseph receives word that uh, that Herod is is getting ready to search for the child and to kill him. Imagine having the Lord come to you in a dream late at night and the Lord saying, there is someone in power. He has or she has great power and authority and resources and they're getting ready to conduct a thorough search for your child, and when they find your child, they will murder your child. And so Joseph 
wakes up from this dream in the middle of the night and immediately takes Mary and Jesus, loads them up, and off they go. And I wonder, and have wondered before, how long was that night, y'all? How long was this night that Mary and Joseph and Jesus are just out in the dark, just trying to, to get away before Herod starts this crazy search, killing all of the boys in Bethlehem and, and the surrounding area. How long was that night for Joseph as he was trying to lead his wife and his child to safety? How long was that night for him as he tried to find peace and comfort and safety? How long was that night? And I want to finish the third stop with Joseph here, returning again to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, picking up at verse 19. Now, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, he will be called a Nazarene. So here on this last stop, journeying with Joseph, I just want to think about this particular um, night uh, for Joseph as he wrestles with knowing that Herod's son is now in power. Herod, the man who sought to kill his son. And it's interesting because Herod is already dead. Joseph has again received a dream to return back home. And so he does this. But as he gets back home to these uh, regions of familiarity, he learns that Herod's son is, is in power. And it says there that Joseph was afraid. There was fear in him. And yet, even in that fear, even in perhaps a number of sleepless nights, the Lord speaks to Joseph. And he doesn't come and rebuke him for being afraid. But he helps, God helps, to guide Joseph to a place of safety where he can settle in peace. And as it turns out, the place where Joseph settles, trying to find peace and safety for his family, that's the place that actually fulfills God's plan. And so, those of you who may be listening, maybe it's the middle of the day, maybe it's late at night, here I am, 
in a closet underneath my stairs at home recording this podcast in the middle of the night. And I'm just wanting us to think for a few minutes about Joseph and about the long journeys that he took. It was often in the longest of nights that God would come to Joseph and speak to him and reveal his plan. And sometimes, well, all of the time, Joseph acts in obedience to God as he receives these dreams from God in the night. But sometimes we learn that Joseph himself is afraid. And I have to wonder, was there, as Joseph loaded up Mary and Jesus fleeing into Egypt, were there moments of anxiety and and even some fear there? In these longest of nights, Joseph is on a journey. He's searching for peace. And he does find it. I think Joseph finds peace and safety and comfort in unexpected places. (laughs) Did he plan to go to Egypt? I'm sure not. Did he plan to settle in Nazareth? Again, probably not. Yet in these unexpected places, this is where God led Joseph and Mary and Jesus even in the longest and darkest of nights, to places of safety and peace. So for those of you who are listening, I know we're just a few days away from Christmas. Actually, just two. Tomorrow, and then Christmas Eve, and then Christmas. And for some of you, you may be looking forward to Christmas Day. But for some of you, you may feel like you're still journeying in that darkest of nights. But be encouraged by Joseph's journey. There are places, places that are unexpected that God is preparing for you. Places where you can find safety and comfort and peace. Let's pray. God, there are times where we feel that we are journeying in the longest and darkest of nights. God, may we find that even as we are seeking, seeking to obey your voice, even as we are fleeing from danger at times, even as we are mulling over the circumstances and the anxieties of life deep and long into the night, God, may we find at unexpected moments places that you have prepared for us, places where we can settle in and find safety and comfort and peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, amen. May you find God's peace even as these nights grow longer.